to We Teach Clay, a podcast for ceramic teachers looking to share ideas and to connect. My name is Julie Newman, and I am your host. Well, hello. This is our first episode, and I have a really special guest today. He is a high school ceramics teacher in Southern California. He is one of the founding members of the Facebook page Ceramic Teachers K-12. through He has an exciting school Instagram account that promotes all of the wonderful things he's doing in his classroom. And he is a potter himself, working and selling his wares around Southern California. So let's jump right into our interview with Mr. Mike Flower. Hi, Mike Flower. Welcome to We Teach Clay. Uh, why don't you give us a little bit of background? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Julie. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's good to good to be talking with you. Um, yeah, I've been teaching ceramics at the high school level for 13 years at uh, Crescenta Valley High School in La Crescenta, California, part of Los Angeles. And uh, I absolutely love what I do. Um, I think you know we have a fantastic job teaching ceramics absolutely. to high schoolers. Absolutely. Um, I have about 200 students a year, um, five classes of beginners, usually around 30-something students, and then one class of second and third year, and sometimes I have AP 3D studio art students in that. So this year, I've got about 25 in that advanced class. Wow, that's great. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. You know, um, I've worked over the years to, to build and develop the program. We have enough wheels where I split the class into half wheel throwers for a week, half hand builders for a week, and then usually we switch the next week. So that, I feel like that's helpful for people to know. Um, even people with less wheels can kind of set up a rotation. Um, they have six wheels. I can just rotate kids through every week or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and then, yeah, we, we met through Instagram, but... Uh, I also run this group on Facebook of ceramics teachers, K through 12. I think that's the name of the group. And I know that's the name of the group. It's the name of the group, ceramic (laughs) teachers, K through 12. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, what's funny is originally it was called high school ceramics teachers. And um, the group evolved. We had had, uh, let a bunch of middle school teachers in and some elementary school teachers and we we, the group was growing and, and evolving, so we changed it to Ceramics Teachers K-12. through There are other groups out there specific to what we do. There's a, a group on out there called High School Ceramics Teachers, mm-hmm. um, so that's helpful. And then there's other other groups. There's Enseca pages. And, right, AP3D. Um, there's, there's all kinds of groups. Yeah. Um, how many members do you have now? I know that it's been growing all of these years. It's over 4,600. Wow. Um, and you know, you and I are talking in the time of the coronavirus. Yep. And which we'll get to. <laughs> we are we are getting ten to twenty requests for new teachers a day. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a little overwhelming because uh, I'm one of the admin. I'm the founder and admin. Um, and then there's three others: Gina Brownstein, um, Lisa Florishak, and Isabel Gray. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we we have. To join the group, there's we ask people to, to answer three questions before joining the group. Are you a teacher K through 12? Um, what are you looking for? And do you agree to keep it positive? Um, 
that's one of the huge things about our group. I feel like we don't have some of the snark and the complaining and venting that happens in other Facebook areas. And when we really push people to try to keep, we're looking for positive solutions and positive input. Um, and I think it's one of the reasons why we're an exceptional group on Facebook. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why, one of the many reasons why I wanted to get this uh, podcast up and running right now in the middle of this coronavirus thing uh, is because I am a member of this Facebook group and it's just my feed is on fire with all of the postings from teachers across the nation. Um, A lot of teachers reaching out and saying, hey, I need help. And then tons of teachers offering Uh, This is what I'm doing. Here are my lesson plans for the week. Uh, Here's a Google Doc full of ideas. Um, Did you know that these museums are free? It's just like resource after resource. Um, And so that's, it's almost been overload for me on the Facebook page, (laughs) Uh, where I'm almost like paralyzed, not sure where to start. So for me, I wanted to scale this back. And I wanted to make some connections with people and actually hear what you're doing specifically in your classroom and then reach this out to others so that we can kind of break it down into baby steps as we move through this. Um, There's a lot of varied degrees of technology savviness, shall we say, Um, but we'll kind of meet the middle ground on uh, meet the middle ground on this. So uh, before we dive into that and actually what we're teaching, um, where are you and where is your school on this uh, shutdown? How did they respond to the COVID-19 virus? Well, uh, you know, it all transpired so incredibly quickly. Yes. Um, Two weeks ago, you could start to read the writing on the wall that, hey, folks, we might be shifting to an online dynamic soon. Um, and so I actually started mentioning to my students, like, hey, you know, if we, if we do go online, we'll figure it out. Don't worry. I've got some ideas. I've got, I've got things that we might be able to do. Um, and then last week, our, our school, I'm actually on spring break right oh, now. Oh, Wow. So it's like so, one week of spring break and then shutdown? Uh, no, our our shutdown only started uh, just a few days ago. We had a minimum day at the end of our quarter. So we, we finished our third quarter. Then we had uh, a minimum day to finish the third quarter. And then we were officially all on spring break. Okay. And so right now I'm officially on spring break. Our school has extended spring break for a week. Okay. So I, I'm off. I'm off for the next week and a half or so. And so they've only committed for basically the next two weeks without. Well, then the week after that, we will be online learning. Okay. And so we know that we have two weeks off and then we're doing at least a week of online learning. Okay. You no, know, the, the stage, but everything's moving very, yeah. <laughs> very quickly. And so I won't be surprised if they extend online learning. Yeah. Um, where I am right now at this very moment is one, because I'm on spring break, I'm <laughs> trying to allow myself to be off for a little bit. It's really yeah. hard. You know, half of my day is consumed with thinking about what am I going to do? Right. And a strong portion of my day is kind of consumed with keeping an eye on the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's that's also a little overwhelming. Like, there's a lot of people out there scrambling and desperate and, you know, uh, I'm, I'm stocked up on supplies. <laughs> I'm stocked <laughs> up on teaching supplies. I've got beans and rice in the cupboard. 
<laughs> and I got my dog to keep me company while I'm on lockdown. Hey. Um, so I'm trying to sit back, breathe a little bit, good, and uh, and take it in. Um, I know that I've got some ideas lined up for when I have to online teach. Um, but you know, the situation is dynamic. Things are changing. Right. Who knows? Who knows what they do? So my school is on spring break in April, uh, the second week of April. So we are officially on two weeks of online instruction beginning tomorrow. We have our first posting due on Wednesday and then the assignment due on Friday. Uh, followed by then a second week of online instruction. I do feel though that it's going to extend past those first two weeks. So I'm really trying to fill up my bucket full of ideas uh, to to continue. So um, one of my questions for you is what, since we're not using clay, we're not in the classroom, they're not manipulating um, materials, what do you want your students to learn about ceramics while we're on this uh, virtual learning? So I'm going to kind of bump it back a, a step or two. And one, I'm hoping I can find a way to get a pound of clay to each student. Oh my or, God. Or. To 200 uh, students? Yeah. Or I also actually have like, I have a supply of, of plasticine. And so I want to see if I can divide that up and get that to uh, students. There might be a day where the school arranges for pick up, pickups of packets or pickups of items. So if I can do that, that, that gives me the opportunity for the students to manipulate. Okay. But bigger picture, and this is why I said bump it back a step or two, you know, students look to our class, a lot of students look to our class for their sort of like moment of Zen. Mm -hmm. They're, they're Absolutely. part of the day where they get to catch their breath, the part of the day where they get to recharge. And I really do think of our classrooms and studios as a, as a bit of a sanctuary and especially for some kids. And the last thing I want to do is pile on a bunch of busy work to our students that are out. They're stressed. They're trying to figure out this the whole thing out in the same way that we are some of these kids have just lost their senior year right um they're like what's going to happen to the yearbook what's going to happen to prom what's going to happen you know they have a whole bunch of other worries on their plate like oh my god i'm not going to see my friends and or now i have girl to watch that my i have the crush siblings. on <laughs> exactly <laughs> right you know? or the, yeah their crush or there's so many high school things that have been interrupted right and so the last thing i want to do is say okay everybody uh, you're doing a five-page research paper. I mean, I'm not oh, going to, you know what I mean? Right. I want to I find lessons that are engaging and exciting for them and something fun that they can, they can look forward to. And I have a couple ideas, and I can share those in a moment. But the, the, the other part of it is that where we are in the school year, I've done a lot of the foundation. They've worked with slabs. They've done pinch pots. They've done the wheel. And so we've really covered a lot of the things that I wanted to do. And now our projects were moving into the, you be creative, you stretch your legs. Now that you know how to put things together, I want you to make the things that you want to make. And so that's the, the shame is that some of the kids are really starting to like understand some of the tools that we have in the studio. Right. They, They're just starting to fly. Right. The glazing was getting good. Mm -hmm. and the making is like, 
they're they're not making some of the mistakes they made two months ago and yeah. so that's the other thing is like the the quality of the work at this time of the year just goes up and so we'll see um one idea i have that i, I like the idea of asking the students to make a daily sculpture and to take a photograph of the daily sculpture and and the photo is the product absolutely and so then they upload that to google classroom or, or whatnot and they have to write a, a a few sentence reflection on on that now if they're clever they can make like a sculpture of like a little tiny man who's like holding open a door yeah <laughs> or you know or you know a little tiny man that's like hanging off the edge of the television and they they drop in that quote hang in there or something and right. you know they can have fun with this okay what am i going to do for my daily sculpture and you know if it's 10 points a day right then then it's 50 points at the end of the week which you know some of my projects are 50 points some of my projects are 100 points and a two week project is typically 100 points so if i do this you know that could be 10 days right absolutely and, and if they're posting this daily then there are opportunities for me to type in a couple of lines hey good job oh that was clever that was funny or you know i would have liked it better if it was upside down or something like that mm -hmm. give them feedback which wouldn't really be all that different from what we do in our classroom absolutely we just have to type it in google right? classroom and so well, i do like that idea too uh, found object you know, so encouraging your students to go around their house and find things. It could be a sculpture out of shoes. It could be a sculpture with paper clips. Right. It could be um, them mixing and making a, a flower batter. Right. So uh, if you don't have clay at home, you can still do a daily sculpture with just the stuff that's around your house. Absolutely. It reminds me of the uh, daily sketch that maybe a drawing class or a painting class would do, but right. it's, you know, three-dimensional, right. which right. fits right within our curriculum. Right. And that's a great idea that that sort of comes out of our conversation. Yes, right? absolutely. So, um, so if I can't deliver them clay, then I'm going to ask them to do that. And the truth is, is that, you know, uh, if they miss one day and they get a, a, a 40 instead of a 50, you know, big picture, like that's not going to kill their grade. It's going to pr protect their emotional well-being because I'm sure some of our kids, you know, I mean, I was supposed to be doing grades a few nights ago and I couldn't stop watching the news. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and we're adults. We can, done. we should be able to filter and we can't. <laughs> right. So, you know, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a crazy time that we find ourselves in and I really do. I'm an optimist. I believe that we can get through this. Yeah. People need to do the things that they're supposed to be doing. They, they got to take care of themselves. They got to stay home. They got to take care of their well-being. You know, I'm using this as an opportunity to do some of the things I am getting into my home studio and I am, right. I'm playing a little bit more than I, I normally do. Um, and that's good. You know, that's, that's good really for me. good. Yeah. I've got some ideas that I'm going to jump into this afternoon. I've got, you know, I'm, I'm raring to go and try them out. The only thing that's not cooperating, it's just a little chilly. I know it's cold in Los Angeles. We're also a little bit of baby. <laughs> oh my gosh, weather wimps. We, we are, are weather wimps. you know. Um you when you were talking about the daily sculpt, I do want to bring up the idea of rigor during this time. Um you know, thinking about there's two sides to this. If we assign a daily sculpture, 
uh, one could say that that's a lot of work, right, in this time. But one could also say that would probably be the favorite thing that they do all day. So I'm wondering if maybe a way to approach that if you're looking at a week or a two week period, maybe instead of saying daily, say over the next 10 days, make five sculptures. And so then they can kind of target in maybe two or three days, they get going and they love it. And then they take a couple of days off break. Um, yeah, well, I think there's ways to go about it. You know, you could say, look, I am less concerned about the quality of the actual sculpture true. as I am with the concept that's shared in the photograph. So it's yes. more about the photograph. And you can, you can find ways to lay that out. If you say five sculptures in 10 days, I feel like there's going to be those kids that leave it till the last day. And do all five in one day. <laughs> True. So I like the idea of, of, you know, a daily, and it could be a daily 15-minute sculpture, but the photo is the, is is the, the product. product. Is the, the photo product. and the reflection. And, you know, that sometimes it's the reflection is where the growth comes out of. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many different avenues. Like you could say, look, Tomorrow, I want you to do the same sculpture, use the same material, and use and do another sculpture with the same material. Yeah. So if they had like four shoes and did one sculpture, then the next day they have to do another sculpture with four shoes. Right, in a different you know, way. In a different way. So I think there's a lot of ways to sort of push them. And, and within that, you know, there are principles of elements and principles of, of art and design that we can push them toward and say, okay, you know, today's, today's uh, subject, everybody, or this week's subject, everybody is, is repetition. And yeah. this is what we're looking for, you know? And so I think there are ways to, to uh, push students to challenge themselves, uh, push students so that they enjoy it. Um, but at the same time that it's not, driving them crazy absolutely you know so um what i what i anticipate doing for myself is starting slow and giving them about a week to figure out the online vibe mm -hmm. and about a week to so my expectations on week one are not going to be are going to be a little softer than my expectation at the end of let's say week three right and I was just going to ask, what about, um, you know, you were saying earlier that you don't want to bog them down with book work. Um, I do see this as an opportunity, though, to dive deeper into subjects that I have kind of glazed over because I've been so worried about technique. You know, we've been working yeah. through all of our building techniques, texture, decoration techniques. Um, I was going to shift in my curriculum, even in if we were still in session, towards uh, looking at artists, ceramic artists, uh, contemporary artists, historical artists, looking at ceramic history, um, diving deeper into like types of clay, glazing chemistry. Are you going to do that? Or are you going to leave that off the table during this time? Is that too heavy, too much for this? Um, you know, I think it, for me, it's also, you know, I, especially for my beginning students. Now for my advanced students, I try to dive into more conceptual and conceptual subject matter, um, some more art history, ceramic history with my advanced students. But with my beginners, I sort of my philosophy is, is they get more out of the class the more that they do. And so, you know, I, 
I feel like they learn more from doing in the first year. And I do kind of save some of, now that is, I've developed that philosophy from, you know, kids like dialing out 10 minutes into a, into a lecture. And so, you know, knowing your audience and knowing that, you know, you can present things, but you know, today's kids, we've got to keep things moving. We've got to be like, Hey, look over here. Look at this <laughs> right. uh, da, 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 shiny object, you know, mm-hmm. and, and here's your assignment ready go. And so in general, I don't do a, a ton of that stuff in my class or I kind of make it light in the first year. And that's a bulk of my students. So, um, but I, I definitely want to, I want to ease my foot into this pool. I want to, you know, think about like your first year as a teacher. Right. Um, versus, you know, your fifth year as a teacher there, I've become a better, better teacher over the years. And so my first week of being an online instructor, I want to uh, give myself a little bit of space. Yeah. You know, I want to, uh, I want to, and I just really want to set the stage for it. How do I explain this? My classroom is a welcoming and comforting environment, you know, and I want every kid that walks into my room to feel safe, to feel comfortable and to feel accepted no matter who they are. And, and I want to create that in my online forum. And so I think one way for me to do that initially is to, is to lower the bar of expectations so that they can be like, okay, this isn't as scary as I thought it was going to be because every kid out there and every teacher out there is going, how do I teach clay online? Right. Right. You know? And so I want to make it warm and safe and accepting and fun. You know, another idea I had is if everyone has like a piece of, clay or play-doh or homemade you know salt dough yeah <laughs> salt dough is to do a stop motion video yeah you know and and let's say we're out for a week and say okay listen stop motion takes a certain amount of time and energy so at the end of the first week i want eight seconds i mm-hmm. want you to make a little eight second thing and if we're out for another week i want you to add another 10 seconds to that because you found your feet and then, you know, at the end of a couple of weeks, we can have a viewing party of all these little 20 second clips that could be really fun. That's awesome. You know, and uh, another idea is maybe have five different projects and the students get to choose which one. Oh, so yeah. one could say, hey, listen, I am not very technologically savvy. So I instead I want to, you know, I want to do sketches and I want to. I want you to see my sketches. So I will email you my sketches, you know, or I will leave sketches in the office. I mean, uh, there's going to be teachers out there whose kids aren't online. There's going to be teachers out there whose kids can't use their phone, can't, don't have a phone. Right. And so, you know, there are, there are things that we're going to have to figure out. Are your students uh, one-to-one with devices or you're just relying not, on their not own? In my school. Okay. Um, yeah. So for anybody else that's out there listening to this, that is one-to-one, maybe with Chromebooks or iPads, I I also do a stop motion as a part of my regular curriculum. 
And I use uh, an app through uh, Chrome called Clap Motion, which I found a lot of success with. It's a little glitchy at first. You have to play around with it and find um, how to use it at first as the teacher. But I've had a lot of success with that. And it's great to have something like clay or play-doh but i've had students use legos use shoes cut up paper uh with the stop motion and and it's been a fabulous experience for them and that's also something that i think they could have a great deal of success at home with yeah. um, there's a great apple uh, or an app for the iphone that if you just if you uh, search in the app store stop motion it's the first one that pops up and that one's yeah. a really yeah. great uh app as well it's so, a great suggestion you know, these are these are ideas that uh, they're out there. Yeah. And you know, within our group of you know, within our Facebook group, there are a lot of ideas that are being shared. And so, you know, that's the other thing. Like being on spring break, I wanna I wanna let some of these ideas percolate for a little while. I don't wanna I don't wanna plan this week, what I'm doing in two weeks. Yeah. See, I'm the opposite of you. I'm like, okay, I got to post tomorrow. I need to share and learn. Oh, yeah. I have a lot to do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I've got a little bit more time. I'm lucky. Yeah. And, that, and, and I think a lot of people are going to be coming at this differently as well. And schools are coming at, you know, a lot of schools started on Monday. They didn't give a buffer of time for students to adjust. And they're like trudging right into curriculum. Uh, this is unprecedented. We've never it done is. this before. It and is. so every school is having to work it out the way that they see fit for their students. So, And in the light of it being unprecedented, I am of the mindset to be a little bit more generous and a little bit kinder. And there are districts out there that are like, no, you will produce, you Absolutely. will learn, you know? And uh, I'm like, yeah, I get that. And I understand that. And I agree with that. But I also want to provide a level, you know, our kids need a hug. You Absolutely. Know? <laughs> Absolutely. We got to give them like this digital cloud hug. Yeah. I'm actually, so one of the feedback from my students on the lab, cause I had a, a two day warning. Um, we kind of knew it was coming last Thursday. And then on Friday we had a minimum day knowing that Monday we would have off. So on Friday we were really supposed to articulate to our students what we were going to do and how we were going to do it. And so I did that, but I also asked my kids, what do you need from me? How can I help you? And overwhelmingly, the students were like, well, we just want to see you. You know, we want to see you where I'm yeah. like, really, you really don't want to see me. <laughs> but um, I, I took that as if they see my face and they hear my voice, it will feel somewhat normal. And yeah. so what I'm trying to do is um, tomorrow and then maybe not every day, but frequently I'm going to on the stream, on the Google Classroom stream, I'm just going to check in. I'm going to yeah. see what I'm doing. Part of it will be classroom related and instruction related, but part of it will just be checking in and, and explaining what I'm doing with my family, how I'm handling, you know, the situation so that they can just have another adult example of it moving through this with grace. Yeah. Uh, and so I think the more we can put our face in front of our students as we can, um, I think the better. So, well, you know, I was thinking about that and that idea and that even though I'm on spring break, um, you know, on my classroom Instagram, I actually want to just, I just want to record a little 20 second message that that's like, Hey, I'm thinking about you guys. I care about you. I want you to be okay. I want you to know that we're going to get through this storm together. We'll weather it. But um, in the meantime, 
just do the things that you're supposed to be doing. You know, maybe instead of binge watching shows, <laughs> read a book, yeah. read that book that you wanted. But, but no, I want to, and you know, a, a friend of ours, Gina Brown's, Brownstein, um, she, uh, she had a, a similar post on her Instagram yesterday and, and it was, you know, it was an example of why she's an awesome teacher. Yeah. It was, is. look, I care about you guys and try to hang in there and everything that I wanted. And maybe I should actually just read her post when I record mine. <laughs> right, right. You're you know? actually making me think like maybe that's even a, a better way to be in the student's life more frequently. Like I also have a, a Instagram for my school account and or a school account for Instagram. Um, and maybe that's a way to be in their feed more frequently. Uh, yeah. You know, like they can jump into Google Classroom when they choose or when they, they can set it aside and not look at it at all. But yeah. you know, they're on their phones, you know, they're yeah. looking at Instagram um, and maybe a regular post in there. Maybe that's the way to yeah. encourage them and to yeah. keep them, uh, you know, knowing that and reassuring just the reassurance. Yeah. Yeah. And I could, you know, I could, uh, scroll through my, my photos and see if there are pictures of work that I took that I didn't put up and I can, you know, there, yeah. there are things that ways that we can touch base that are just another opportunity to say, Hey, look, I'm thinking about you. I care about you and hang tough, hang yeah. tight, hang tough, you know? And yeah. It's, and also I think students really like to see their work and yeah. I take pictures of every student's work one at right after it's fired. So I have everything from the whole school year. Oh, wow. I, it's just a thing I do. <laughs> I don't have that much space on my phone. <laughs> uh, it's just a thing. And so I, um, but then I, I actually give the pictures to the students and then we create a student portfolio. So at the end of the year, they have their like professional picture taken in the, the photo booth. Oh, awesome. But uh, I have, you know, at this point, cause I have two, also 200 students, um, you know, every day and we've done maybe six projects, I have quite a few pictures. Uh, they would love, the students would love to see their pictures up yeah. on Instagram right yeah. now. And maybe that's what I fill my feed with. So, Well, I, you know, that's a whole other, that's your, another podcast right there. Right. The, the ability <laughs> of us, for us, to because they really do. It's, it's such a great way, you know, it's the equivalent of a gold star. You know, right. hey, it kids totally come is. up to this, the front of the class for your gold star. You did a great job. I mean, it really is. And they love making it to the page. Yeah. And, and then they, they like it. They share it. Yeah. They comment. You know. So, um, yeah, the, the ability to use Instagram and I haven't, I haven't tried, I haven't tried TikTok yet. I, uh, I'm a little okay. intimidated. My by students are one. begging me. <laughs> oh my god! Like, can you do a TikTok dance while you're hand building something? I'm like, oh, please. <laughs> no. You never know. You'll you never know where you'll find me. Well, you're cooler than I am. So. Not so much. Not so much. <laughs> um, so other than that, I think this is a really great start. Uh, I think you hammered on uh go slow, be reasonable, um don't overload the students, especially in our first few weeks of adjusting to this. And I think we need, as teachers, we're so worried about lesson planning, driving the curriculum, making sure the students are learning. And that is such a great reminder yeah. as we're starting this new normal. Um, you know, I'm looking at two weeks. I'm feeling like it's going to be four weeks. It could be eight weeks based on some of the news we're hearing. We just need to go day to day and not get yeah. up with what we're reading, what we're worried about. Um, no, that's exactly it. Yeah, that's exactly it. And the the 
you know, we, I have a significant number of my kids that are in AP classes and I want them to be able to put more time and energy into their AP class than my beginning ceramics class. Right. Look, my, my beginning ceramics class is as important as that, but I don't necessarily need the same academic demands in my class than, you know, than their AP chem class. Absolutely. Absolutely. The amount of curriculum that they are going to need to cover to yeah. make up this gap in those classes, it's tremendous. So you're, yeah. you're again, that's, that's a great point. So where, um, if we want to find you, Mike Flower, where can we uh, find you as an artist? Because I know you are a maker and you are selling your work. Where can we find you as an artist and then also as a teacher? Um, right now you can find me, don't find me, hold up in my garage studio at home. <laughs> Stay away. Um, now uh, you can find me online. Um, Instagram is the best. Uh, Flower Pottery, at Flower Pottery is my personal Instagram. And at CV Ceramics is my uh, high school classroom uh, Instagram. Excellent. Well, I want to thank you so much for your time. I know I'd like to think that we're crunched for time, but we've got a lot of time on our hands now that we're all isolating in our home, social distancing. Uh, but I do appreciate you spending uh, this morning with me to kind of share some of these ideas and these feelings with our greater ceramic teacher community. Thank you so much. You are very welcome. It's been my pleasure because um, you're a great teacher and you're a great person. And it's, it's a pleasure to spend time with you. And I know that you're a great teacher because I've been in your classroom. And, and I amazing. have been in yours. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope to see you again soon, Mike. Thank you so much. Very welcome. Thank you. And that was my interview with Mike Flower. It was interesting as I listened back to it, I was definitely in the space where I was wanting ideas. Give me an idea. I want a lesson plan. And Mike was like, whoa, slow down. We need to be there for our students. We need to connect with each other. We need to think about what this is before we dive in. And I really needed that reminder. Uh, I find that I often get myself a little wound up as I'm trying to plan things. So as I wrap things up here, I wanted to give you a, just a tidbit of advice from me to you. Take it or leave it. Uh, we're all at different places here. Either you're on spring break or you're in your first week or your second week of this. And so my first bit of advice is to start slow. Don't get overwhelmed. There is so much free stuff out there right now. People are offering their lesson plans, their curriculum. There are people recording videos. There, there's just so much free stuff, lots of companies that are offering free subscriptions. And it's easy to see everything and not know where to start. So to begin, I would suggest think about what you teach. What would you be teaching if you were still in your classroom? Try and glean off some of the ideas that can still say, stay consistent even without clay. So how can you adapt those lessons to an online setting. So the students are still learning. They're still in that curriculum that you outlined at the beginning of, beginning of the year. I would suggest to create one to two assignments so that you can buy yourself some time. And during that time, then you can go and look at all that free stuff. But you know your curriculum the best. For many of you, you've been teaching this for a few years. For many, it's a lot of years. You know what you want to teach. Most important during this time, 
this early time is to connect with the students. They need to see us. They need to hear us. So this can be video chats. This can be recording audio, sending emails to the students, or posting things on the stream of whatever your curriculum delivery system is, whether it's Canvas or Google Classroom or whatever you're using. But the more connections, the better. They're looking for reassurance. You know, it's interesting. I got an email from a student the other day, and this is the last student I would have expected to get an email from. And his email just asked, hey, are we going to have a Google Hangouts for our class? And I was shocked. I thought, what in the world? This is the kid that ran out of school thinking, whoa, I don't have to go back to that class. So it just proves that you just don't even know which student or how much the students need you. My second piece of advice is to set a weekly schedule and then communicate that to your students. So for me, and I know this is different for everybody, but my example is I'm going to post my assignments on Monday and then they're due by Friday. Sometimes I'm going to have a large unit or a project that will take the entire week so it's a single assignment. And then other weeks I'll have mini assignments so that it can be broken up into several different work periods. I will still post everything on Monday and then have everything due on that Friday so that it helps the students manage their time and communicate my expectation. I also have told my students that I will answer emails between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. It's very important for us to give them that guideline. I don't care if the students email me at 10 or 11 or 2. I have students submitting things all of the time, all day long. But for them to know that if they email me outside of that 2 o'clock p.m. time frame, I'm not going to get back to them until 9 a.m. You need to provide yourself a framework so that you just don't get overwhelmed. And then I'm also going to communicate my student to my students that we're going to have one weekly Google Hangout session. And this is going to be for each class period. And it basically is a time where I can just check in with them. Uh, I'll be available for the students. They can pop into the Google Hangout, ask me a question, pop out, or they can come and hang out and see their peers from that classroom. My third piece of advice is to try and give the students something to do just for fun, not associated with curriculum, not associated with points. This could be that salt dough that a lot of teachers are sharing where they can mix it in their kitchen and just play around with it. Uh, or another idea is I'm going to be reading a single shard to my students. So I'm recording that book, that fiction book, chapter by chapter, and then releasing them online weekly. I'll probably do one or two chapters a week, which would cover about six and a half weeks, which is the time that we're going to be home now. My last bit of advice is to make sure that you connect with others. This can be other teachers, other friends. This can be through a Zoom conference or a Google Hangout, but it's important to talk to each other and say, hey, what's working for you? Or this didn't work, or what are you gonna do about these students? It's important to get that support that we need from other teachers. When we reach out to our friends, we also get that support, emotional support that we need. Even though we're isolated in our homes, it doesn't mean that we have to be alone. So with that, I bid you farewell. Stay healthy, friends, and keep connecting. Mm -hmm.